Hey, this is Monty Nero, and you're listening to The Night Nerd. Welcome to The Night Nerd Podcast. I'm your host, Lance. It's Wednesday, so we're going to talk some comic books. Um... For the sake of clarity and visibility and transparency and other words to use for vision, I have already seen Birds of Prey. You know, our recording schedule is a little messed up because of our show dedicated to Lynn and because uh, I wanted, I really wanted to get that done. But that's okay because I'm going to try and marathon and get some shows out in the next couple of hours so you can see it. And that starts with this one right here. We're going to talk Harley Quinn in comic books now the thing about harley quinn is she didn't start in comic books as we looked at yesterday she started off in batman the animated series and that was really interesting um and fun little fact for birds of prey fans is renee montoya also started off in batman the animated series so you have like half your cast started off on the cartoon and ended up in comics and then now on the big screen. So it started off back in 97 um, when she first showed up. There was an Elseworld title called Batman Thrill Killer and then a sequel, Batman Thrill Killer 62. And these books, there were Elseworlds, which... Oh, man, I miss some Elseworlds real, real bad. But it all had to do with, like, the um, 60s counterculture and had to do with the Vietnam War, the, the sexual revolution, and everything like that. And Batman and Robin were just, like, living to die, just burning out, you know, better to burn out than fade away, Right. And she showed up in that. But in official continuity, she showed up in No Man's Land in an, a series called Batman Harley Quinn. She showed up there first, and that was her big introduction. A lot of people were really excited about it. And she did okay. You know, she was she was a little different. Um, obviously from the kids TV series, the cartoon, she was a lot more violent and less quirky and really just wanted to smash people in the face. But even early on, you saw the compassion. You saw that budding anti-hero that was coming through, you know, whether it be stopping Poison Ivy from killing Batman or uh, just little things she did throughout the whole story. Well, she was real popular. Like I said, she always has been uber popular. And so they announced the Harley Quinn ongoing series. And this ran from 2001 to 2003 for about 40 issues. Uh, with a lot of phenomenal, phenomenal talent. Uh, Carl Kessel, Terry Dodson... A.J. Lieberman, I mean, you name it. Well, not necessarily you name it, but there were a lot of really great people. This is one of those titles that 
uh, like we talked about yesterday, Harley Quinn being a blank slate, you can go in and tell these stories and do things with the character. You know, they took her and they picked her up from Gotham, moved her to Metropolis. While she's in Metropolis, she makes friends with Poison Ivy. Well, then she dies. But then she comes back to life and she goes back to Gotham. And when it was all said and done, she ended up going back to Arkham. And because she realized, you know, being a psychiatrist and being smart and stuff and having a conscience, um, she goes back to Arkham to turn herself in because she realizes she needs help and she, you know, needs, needs these things. Over the next few years, she'd kind of just pop up wherever. We'd see her in Hush, uh, in Villains United, Infinite Crisis. And one year later, she was still an inmate. And she went back to the Joker um, in Batman. But then Paul Dini came back around. Paul Dini, who was her co-creator on the animated series, basically creator, came back he was writing detective comics this is this is about 2007 and Harley is trying to reform you know she's trying to get out on parole and everything and Bruce Wayne who is part of the medical commission for story reasons is like no 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 well she gets busted out of Arkham she's kidnapped by the new ventriloquist and the new ventriloquist is like hey we're going to kill some people and do things. And she's like, no. Arnold, the original one, was somebody who helped me out when I was originally in Arkham and when things were going down. So I'm not going to do that. And she helps Batman and the GCPD, you know, track down the ventriloquist, capture her and do everything. So this impresses Bruce. And he's like, all right, cool. You can go out. Well, after that, she becomes the final member of the Secret Six. And this was uh, Gail Simone time. Secret Six during the late 2000s was an amazing book. Well, late, like, 20 aughts, I guess, technically, because we're not to the late 2000s. But uh, the, the banter that would go down between, like, Harley and Deadshot and everything was wonderful. And... In very much the Harley manner, she just looks at everybody and is like, is it a bad time to say I quit? And just leaves. And she's done. Shows back up in Countdown where she's training to be an Amazon with Holly Robinson, who was kind of Catwoman for a minute. Uh, but really, they're training with Granny Goodness. And then they team up with Mary Marvel and go to Apocalypse and all this whole big thing goes down. Then in Gotham City Sirens, which would have been a better name for this movie, but she teams up. It's her, Poison Ivy, and Catwoman. And there's a lot. This series right here was a big part of Harley Quinn lore. You see a lot of things go down and stuff. And this is this is Paul Dini. He's back. Now, um, he was back for about half of the series. And you had Tony Bedard and Peter Calloway come in. But this is where we see Harley's creator really expand her role in her relationship with Ivy and how all that goes down. Well, then DC rebooted everything. And we had Rebirth. 
Well, in Rebirth, um, she gets the... She loses the animated series costume for the modern costume, the crop top and pigtails and everything that we know. And she has white skin because the Joker dumped her in a vat of acid. And this becomes part of her thing. Now, during all of this, sometimes she's part of the Suicide Squad. And we see this carryover into DC Rebirth, where she had... Uh, still has a series going and through the new 52 and rebirth and in the upcoming birds of prey series you see amanda connor and jimmy palmiotti just i mean they did almost 100 issues actually i think at this point they're over 100 issues on the character so outside of paul dini they are kind of the voice of harlan quinzel and she's made a big splash in the black label stuff You know, in Batman White Knight, she has a huge role in both White Knight and Curse of the White Knight. Um, There's Harleen, which is a limited series from uh, Stephen Sejic. And there's Joker Harley Criminal Sanity. So the majority of Black Label books right now involve Harley Quinn. Uh, People love her. She's everywhere. And you know what? That's okay. She's a character who, uh, you know, recent introduction, like we we keep saying, she's a blank slate, and all these amazing creators have stepped up and told some wonderful stories with her, and I can't wait to see where they go. There's, like I said, so many great series out there. Let us know who's your favorite creative team on Harley. Let us know in the comments below here on SoundCloud or on social media. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, TikTok, uh, everywhere. We're out there and we'd love to hear from you. Just look for The Night Nerd. Or you can email me, nightnerd at thenightnerd.com. But otherwise, that's going to do it for us today. Again, my name is Lance. Thank you all so much for listening, and we will see you next time. Mm-hmm.